2: Today's episode is brought to you by ohioverseeveryone.com, the brand new website that just launched at the beginning of August, covers all things Ohio sports and pop culture, so you know you're getting your favorite stuff all in one place. That's OhioVsEveryone.com, they've got a great article up there talking about how these Reds are frustrating. These aren't the Reds that were promised to us, but you'll find all the great coverage of your favorite teams at OhioVSEveryone.com. Because on top of the Reds, they've also got Bengals coverage. They've got Browns coverage. They've got Indians. They've got Cavaliers. They've even got Ohio State Buckeyes coverage. Check it out at OhioVsEveryone.com, the brand new website for the Ohio fan in all of us. Because, I mean, obviously, Ohio sports are the best sports. So check them out, OhioVsEveryone.com. You are locked on Reds. Your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network,
0: your team every day.
2: As the 2020 season rages on, the Locked On Reds podcast will be here each and every day to detail each win, each loss, and every transaction as the Reds look to move toward a playoff berth. My name is Jeff Carr. Welcome in to the Locked On Reds podcast. Another day, another loss for our Cincinnati Reds. They drop the first game of the series with the Milwaukee Brewers 4-2 to on the day that the Reds get two solo home runs, uh, three hits on top of that, so five hits total, and uh, that's it. That's all they got. They started off the game with a nice single in the first inning, a one-down single by Nicholas Castellanos. Then there was a double play. Then leadoff single to start the second inning double play and there was another double play later on in the game there's just something about the Reds and double plays they just really like hitting into them for some reason I I don't don't really get it but Bobby Nightingale tweeted out a pretty uh, poignant stat about our Reds saying that they've gone 42 straight innings without a multi-hit inning 42 straight and in fact That just so happens to coincide with another stretch in which every single run that the Reds have scored for the last 42 innings have come off of home runs. If it's not a homer, the Reds aren't scoring. Somebody forgot to tell them that it's not home run derby. They're allowed to get other hits. But it seems like everything coming off the bat Either goes right to a fielder or was never going to be a hit anyway. The, The shift is killing them. I'm sure there's numbers out there that talk about how bad the Reds are against the shift. They seem to hit into it as much as possible, but they continue to lose. Trevor Bauer wasn't amazing. He was still pretty good. I mean, dude had eight strikeouts. In sixth and the third innings pitch, he did get bitten by the long ball, a couple of long balls off of him today, and that's really where the Brewers got their runs from. There was a couple of back-to-back doubles in the first inning that allowed the Brewers to score their first run. But all in all, not a bad day. The only problem is right now with this Reds lineup, you might as well hang it up if the other team scores multiple runs. There's just nothing going on with these bats. And then you had T.J. Antone come in, pitch a nice couple of two-thirds innings, and Robert Stevenson, he's back off the injured list. A fine, perfect inning for him in the eighth. He even had a strikeout as well. He looked pretty good against the Brewers on Monday night. So, you know, maybe we're getting the bullpen intact. Maybe we're going to continue to have a dominant starting rotation. It's not going to matter. If we're only scoring two runs and five hits to boot, just not great off of a Brewers pitching staff that was absolutely destroyed by the Pirates. They were swept by the Pirates over the weekend and the Pirates scored seven runs, 12 runs, and then five runs. So, you know, if you put that together, that's 24 runs in three games. That must be nice. Haven't heard that in the Reds for a while. And if the Pirates keep hitting like that, the Reds better look out. They might find themselves in the cellar here pretty soon. They've got to turn around tonight. We'll get into that game here in just a minute. But all in all, this is just absolutely frustrating to watch. I I mean, I had my switch handy just in case. And sure enough, I needed about the fourth inning. I turned that thing on and started making some more headway on Luigi's Mansion 3. Because this is just rough, man. Like, if you're a casual Reds fan, are you even still watching these games? <laughs> like, if you're a diehard Reds fan, you might be thinking about turning them off. I know that we saw our good buddy Chad Dotson from Red Leg Nation Radio tweet that he's like, yep, okay, I'm done for tonight. And then he turned it back on to watch the ninth inning, where the Reds didn't do anything in that inning either. Joey Votto got a walk, but that was it for the ninth. And Look, uh, we can talk about the nuances and the minutia and all the different stuff that we think the Reds need to be doing differently. As it stands right now, up and down this order, nobody's producing. And Eugenio Suarez had a home run. That's pretty nice. You also had a home run off of Kurt Casali. That's pretty nice, too. But all in all, it's just—it seems like every pitcher that runs up on the mound for the other team is adept at scattering hits that the Reds get. Because, like Bobby Nightingale said, it's been 42 straight innings where they haven't had a multi-hit inning. I mean, that's just—that uh, is frustrating, especially watching every single game with this team. It's like every time you want to just wash your eyes out or something after you watch the game because you just—oh, uh, it's. And who knows? Maybe here in a couple of weeks, I'll be eating these words and I'll be happy about it. But right now, my prediction of 38 and 22 is laughable. There are 33 games left. The Reds would have to go 27 and 6 for that to be right. Yeah, 27 and 6. Not even the Dodgers have that good a record right now. Like it's. My record prediction isn't going to be even close. Hopefully they can turn things around and, you know, they keep talking about the baseball gods and get some luck and all this other stuff. The fact that we are at this point with the Reds having spent over $160 million in free agency to bring in these guys who, if you look at their career, their career speaks for itself. The back of the baseball card, these guys are good. Mustakas, he's good. Castellanos, he's good. They're not playing good right now. And they've done it for a long stretch as we now approach the halfway point. We're 27 games in, and the Reds are 11-16. and 16. The Reds are now below the Brewers in fourth place. The Reds are looking over their shoulder at the Pirates, who aren't that far off either. This is not where we thought this team would be. I don't know what changes need to be made, but they got to figure it out soon, man. Like, take Joey out of leadoff? Sure. Put Jesse Winker in leadoff? Sure. Nixon Zell comes back healthy, put him in leadoff? Sure. Somebody just needs to start getting some hits. I don't know when and I don't know where, but that needs to happen today. And the Reds are getting set for game two against the Brewers. We'll talk about that here in just a minute. But first, I want to talk to you about something awesome, and that is Built Bar. If you haven't tried them out, I urge you to go to builtbar.com and check out some good flavors right now. Bilt Bar is a healthy option that tastes like a candy bar. They've even got this awesome little graph at the bottom of their homepage that compares Built Bar with some other brand name protein bars out there, and you'll see just how much healthier and better for you Bilt Bar is. They've only got four net carbs. In a built bar, only four grams of sugar, only two and a half grams of fat, and 17 grams of protein. And they even have some options that don't have nuts in them. So you're getting all the protein and all the health. And if you're allergic to nuts, you can go get built bar. Go to builtbar.com and enter the promo code locked on for $10 off your next order. That's builtbar.com promo code locked on for the ridiculously delicious and unbelievably nutritious built bar new game day shirt boom
0: cashback food for the tailgate
2: I mentioned Robert Stevenson came back yesterday. It was good to see him back out of the bullpen and healthy and pitching a perfect inning. Very nice return to action for Bob Steve. David Bell said earlier in the week that Pedro Strope is getting closer to returning as well, so the bullpen will be at full strength. A quick note, though, with Bob Steve coming up, the Reds designated Cody Reed for assignment. That is now two-thirds... Of, and I'm expecting him to get claimed by somebody. He's a lefty reliever. Somebody out there is going to pick him up. That's now two-thirds of the Johnny Cueto trade that are no longer even on the roster. The other part of that trade in Brandon Finnegan is at Prasco. But let's be real for a second here about Brandon Finnegan and about this trade. This trade was a bust. Now that we are a couple of years removed from it, we can officially say, man, there, there were, even though it looked good at the time, there was nothing good about this trade. It didn't help the Reds in the long run, and we're pretty much looking at all three of these guys being a non-factor now five years down the road. Johnny Cueto, he's still pitching well for the Giants, albeit having a little bit of trouble staying healthy, but at the same token, I just it, it's frustrating to see the absolute lack of execution that the reds had in trading their core pieces five years ago. That's why it took them $160 million in free agents to build a team now that is viable. And and yeah, well, What should be viable anyway. But yeah, I mean, Brandon Finnegan, we're talking about a guy who hasn't pitched since 2018 and some injuries played a factor in that, but he also was not able to come back to the major leagues at any point since then. And we're talking about a year in which he had a chance to break back into at least the bullpen and he still couldn't even do that. So I don't know what we're talking about with this trade anymore. It's definitely a bust. And it's kind of a bummer to see that uh, Cody Reed just really wasn't getting to that level that the Reds thought he could be whenever they uh, traded Johnny Cueto for him. Because remember, he was kind of the key piece in that deal. He was the guy that everybody was excited about, and now he's not even a Red either. That being said, it will be nice. Hopefully Pedro Strope comes back soon. We'll see what kind of move the Reds have to make in order to bring him back because, again, that'll be somebody that they have to designate for assignment. And I put a poll up on Twitter on my personal account, at Jeff Carr with three Fs, talking about would you rather see, talking about changes and stuff, would you rather see Travis Jankowski or Aristides Aquino as kind of your last option? I didn't I didn't put that part in there until I had a discussion with our buddy Doug Gray over at Red Lake Nation, but kind of looking at him, if if we're looking at the last bench outfielder on the team, would you rather have Jankowski or Aquino? And he made the point that Jankowski's up here for his glove and for his speed and Aquino's not that great at either one of those I think I'd still rather have Aquino because I think you can at least I you know he's not going to get regular bats obviously Jankowski does have like 15 at bats and that still feels like way too many but I just I'd rather have the option of Aquino than Jankowski that's just how I feel about that poll all right so let's look real quick at tonight's game the Reds They've got La Piedra on the mound for the Reds, and he's kind of looking for a get-right game as well as the lineup. Maybe tonight is the get-right game for the Reds, and they turn it around right here with Castillo on the mound. His last outing against KC, not that great. Three and a third innings, he allowed three earned runs on five hits and two walks. He did have five strikeouts, but that's two starts in a row that he had five strikeouts, which seems okay, but that's very un-Luis Castillo-like. In fact, his other start against KC on August the 11th, he pitched six innings, but he gave up seven hits and an run and two walks as well, four hits and four walks on August 6th against the Indians. So he's not really had a clean performance in a while. Looking for a clean performance tonight against the Brewers, and he opposes Brandon Woodruff. So we're going back to a righty starter. We should see a normal lineup from the Reds. Hopefully, now, okay, so this is a good chance for those that want to see Joey moved out of the leadoff spot and maybe Jesse Winker put up there, at least while Nick Senzel is still on the IL, but maybe put Jesse Winker up there against the right handed pitcher. This could be a night to see that. Woodruff, he's not been too bad this season with a 3.23 ERA in 30 and two thirds innings pitched. He does have 33 strikeouts in those 30 innings. His last start, August 20th against Minnesota, he had five innings of nine hit ball. He did give up two earned runs on one walk and three strikeouts. This is the kind of game that the Reds lineup needs to get going because Milwaukee's pitchers, while they are all right, this is not a team that the Reds should be struggling against their pitching. In fact, Brett Anderson really wasn't the kind of guy that I thought they were going to struggle against sure enough, they did. He had a really good outing last night. Hopefully, they can turn things around and get one on the Brewers today because now they are a game behind the Brewers, and they are in fourth place. The Reds are fading fast, man. They have got to have a get-right game and get on a streak. We know that they have the talent. They just haven't put it out there yet. And I don't know that there's some magic move that they can make that will just get everything right and fix everything. I think they just need to win one. They just need to have a good game, get a win, and loosen up because everybody looks tense. Everybody looks like they're pressing. Tonight might be the night. Game time is at 8.10 p.m. Shout out Central Time Games. In fact, when you look at this entire series, the remaining three games in Milwaukee are 8.10 p.m. Then the Reds come home and they play the Cubs for four including a doubleheader on Saturday. They, they, they got to get right, because if they continue to play this way the rest of the week, forget about it. The season's over. Forget about it. They got to get right. And That's all I'm saying. That's, I, I'm done. <laughs> I, I'm done. You guys check it out tomorrow. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a win. I said that yesterday. I said that the day before. But hopefully, we'll be talking about a win tomorrow with La Piedra on the mound. But that'll do it for me here today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you're subscribed on whatever podcasting platform that you're currently listening to. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff Carr with three F's and follow the show at Locked On Reds and save the Locked On Reds line number into your phone. We're going to do a mailbag tomorrow. I'll promote this on Twitter. I'll promote this on Facebook. We're going to do a Locked On Reds line episode tomorrow, mailbag line, whatever you want to call it. That's going to be tomorrow. Get your questions, get your comments, get your reactions. If you just want to vent for a minute, let me know on the Lockdown Reds line 513 549 0159 and the Twitter accounts as well. But that'll do it for us here today. Now tell your smart device to play Lockdown Fantasy Baseball, and I will talk to all of you tomorrow.
1: Let's
0: go, Rex. Hey.